This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Sona, how's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed okay. and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. <laughs> My name is Jim Gaffigan, and I feel like Nikki Glaser feels about being Conan O'Brien's friend. I don't remember how Nikki Glaser felt. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> you dirty man. <laughs> Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence. Hey there, and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, a podcast that has swept the nation, <laughs> much like Beatlemania did in 1963 uh, in England and then 64 in America. Come on. It's really, uh, you know. That was such a great lie that it actually made it impossible for me to speak now. Yeah, you you really shorted out. I shorted out. Yeah. I shorted out because my own brain rebelled against what I was saying. But the podcast has been quite successful. Uh, we'll say that. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean? What, what, no, what, it's what? cool. <laughs> I get a lot of people who recognize my voice. I got a free sangria the other day at a bar because someone really liked the podcast. That's great because you need more alcohol in your life. Uh, are you going to introduce me? <laughs> I think people know because your voice is so recognizable. Why would I have to introduce you? I mean, you just said that your voice is like Siri. Wherever you go, people know it's you. Is that what I said? Like Siri? The well, Apple uh, application that's so people, in every single Paint the iPhone? picture for us, Sonam Obsession, my assistant. You'll be Thank somewhere you. and you'll be using your voice. And people will say, hey, I know that voice. You're on the Conan O'Brien podcast? Yeah, I, but I've also been on the show, so they could just have just recognized me. Okay. So most people say, hey, I like the, the podcast, as opposed to, hey, I like those segments you do with 
Is that going to hurt your feelings? No, no, no. I'm not the kind of person that hears that a compliment and then picks out the little negative thing. (laughs) Okay. I don't do that. So you people say, oh, I like the podcast, and then they don't mention the things you do on the show. They do, too. They like everything and anything you've ever done in your career. Very good. And anything I'm associated with has been elevated because of your just sheer presence next to me. Very good. And you've made my life so much better. Very good. Because you know what? This is a true phenomenon. People will come up and say something really sweet to me, and then I'll think, stop now. Just stop now. But But they keep talking, and then they'll get to, I mean, I hated, in 94, I fucking hated your face. Because <laughs> you were so fucking, you had a fat face. But I really love you. And you're like, oh my God, you were so eloquent up top about how you enjoyed my work. And I can see them struggling. Yeah. And then they go, hey, I remember. And I go, you know, I should really go. <laughs> your fucking face. I hated your fucking face in 94. (laughs) This person was eloquent? (laughs) They were earlier, and then suddenly they lose their eloquence. When they come up to me, they're like, excuse me, Conan, if you have a moment, and I do hope you do, I just find your combination of intelligence and self-deprecating wit to be, well, it's so illuminating and refreshing in our modern times, and... You know, your extensive knowledge, both of the uh, antebellum South and, of course, the um, post-World War II generation. Uh, well, quite a span of historical. And then I go like, well, thank you very much. Oh, yeah, one more thing. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I got to go. I got to get to the hospital. I'm late from an uh, opera. No, hold on. And they grab my arm. <laughs> your fucking face. <laughs> I hate your fucking face in 94. <laughs> That happens so often. They lose all. Well, Matt, I didn't introduce you properly. I know you're probably sensitive about that. Matt Gorley, huh. no. producer of the show. I got recognized the other day, too, but it was from a doctor, and I was at a very, well, let's call him a specialist. Everything's fine, but it was considered very invasive, and it's weird to have someone know you from something. Wait, and then, well, tell the story. Well, just, I don't went be in. A, don't, uh, you know, get right to it. What happened? Wait, Conan. Yeah. No, just say what happened. No, no, that's all I need to say. No, he doesn't want to. Yeah. Just Well, then why did you bring him. it up? Well, wait a minute. He brought it up. I know, And but, this is an honest, no, safe not. environment. No, it's, it's, it's the, not the, this is a not safe environment. It's unsafe. Wait, yeah. so all what you're going to tell us is that you were at a doctor yeah. for a procedure. Yes. And you were in a vulnerable. Well, just a, a general checkup. But general checkup. More, a little more. So. And the doctor, while he was doing something. Right before. And then <clears throat> basically like, hey, I know, I know you from the show. He really enjoys it. Now let's get physical. <laughs> Great doctor, great guy. But well, why did him. he kiss you? Well, I mean, I'm just kissable, I guess. That's nice. So, <laughs> so I'm glad that you got some. You get recognized occasionally. Sometimes that's yeah. good. Good yeah. for you. I mean, the image you've projected of me is usually not what they expect. I think. Do you think I've projected an inaccurate image? I know you have. I have not. Yeah, I've, you have. You know, a tweed suit wearing uh-uh. uh, a t-shirt on. What's that? That's a, That's the only tweed t-shirt I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> And it says, I voted for Dewey on it. <laughs> Dewey? Yeah. Got a I do have people reference. come up to me and say, you get bullied by him a lot. And is he trying to turn you into another Jordan Schlansky? That's what they say Ugh. to me. I would never do that to you. First of all, you know that uh, Jordan is not a real person. <laughs> you are a real, I know there's a real person in there. I do. And I, I respect you and I admire you. One of those anyway. Yeah, it's not bad. That's more than I expected. Yeah. And uh, no, you do a great job. And... um 
you know, I, I, I don't know what we talk about now. No, I don't I, either. I don't you know could where just to go from there. Introduce who the guest is today. You think yeah. I should do that? Yeah, I think you should. It's a good guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a so really good guest. You just don't want to tell anybody who it is. All I'll say is that this man is whiter than me, <laughs> and I didn't yeah, think that was possible. That's saying something. I think he may be dying. <laughs> Whereas sure. you're ultraviolet, he's like black light. Exactly. Yeah. I guess that's the same thing. No, I, I love this man. My guest today is a hilarious comedian. Uh, who's been coming on my show for over two decades. He created the animated series Pale Forest and starred in the autobiographical TV land series, The Jim Gaffigan Show. If you haven't guessed who it is yet, then you're a complete idiot. His latest special, Quality Time, is available on Amazon Prime Video, and you can also see him in the new movie, Troop Zero. I'm thrilled he's here with us today. Jim Gaffigan. Friendship seems so weird. I think it's weird when adults are like, that's my best friend. You're like, come on, man. Aren't you 50? No, that's my best friend. We go to, we eat lunch together. Well, that's how people talk, too. First of all, not everyone talks like that. Yeah, every single person. Uh, <laughs> so you live with Cro-Magnon Man. That, that's right. <laughs> I know everybody. It is a strange thing. People saying, yeah. are you my friend? Aren't we friends? Because we are at a certain part of our life where we're rocketing towards the grave. I like to say rocketing yes. towards the open maw. I'm skateboarding. But yeah. <laughs> You're skateboarding to the... <laughs> Check this out. Have you discussed how... The term friendship is rather absurd in the entertainment industry. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. I am just so clueless. I don't understand that you develop relationships with people. <laughs> this is my first time wearing headphones. But um, I can tell. So, you know, I get- well, let's let's boil it down to this. You don't know how to establish friendships because you're empty inside. <laughs> I think it's some of that. Well, by the way, let's drift away from even the friendship thing. Can you believe any compliment you get in the entertainment industry? Can you? If it's positive, yes. <laughs> if it's overwhelmingly positive, then I immediately think that has a grain of truth. If it's in any way negative, I think they're just jealous. And this is shot in No, but like, don't you, I feel as though, there's a lot of people that are like, I'm a huge fan of yours. These are imaginary people. But like, no, if someone says, I'm a huge fan of yours, my in, uh, an initial instinct is, no, you're not. I don't like I feel like Rob Rob Lowe has fans. You know what I mean? Like I think comedians have like-minded people. And yeah. that's why I'm running for president. Yeah. Because I have these principles and I believe a woman can be a president. You know what? Uh, very controversial stance, yeah. especially on this yeah. show. I'm just gonna go uh, out on a limb. But I'm, I'm for that. You're gonna get a lot of anger, angry, yeah. angry mail about that. I I think that, yeah. You look at a Rob Lowe, yeah. and you think he won a genetic lottery. Yes. He doesn't look like the rest of us. So yeah. there's a reason that he is a celebrity, and I can see people being fans right. of this man who uh, is the result of a divine birth, right. clearly, because right. his face is so perfect. And when you kiss him, it tastes like strawberries. <laughs> Well, I've not been as fortunate as you. I've tried. I've tried to do a little peck on the cheek, and it, that's sort of like a vanilla. That's like a vanilla flavor. But I, the lips is uh, strawberries. Yeah. It's you know, it's just like Rob Lowe and kind of like. 
there's certain people that don't age at all. Like, you know, Rob Lowe is 73 years old. <laughs> Do you know that he fought in the Korean War? He did. He fought valiantly in the Korean War and was grievously injured. He's 73 is what they list on his site. He could be as much as 88 and years old. In the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, he played Zuzu of Zuzu's Petals. <laughs> Zuzu's pedals. Well, well, that's, that's right. Uh, let's do our dueling. Uh, well, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Gower, it's, it's, it's me. It's George Bailey. Hey, hey Mr. Walsh, he's not coming in the mall. <laughs> what? the hell was that? That was a Mr. Martini. Yeah, but no one does martini. Uh, yeah, Mr. Walsh. <laughs> you don't do martini. Everyone does Jimmy Stewart from that movie. Hey, check it out. I'm giving it. And that's another thing. Where do you get off calling me Nick? You do all the impressions wow. from that movie that nobody does. <laughs> I'll have a flaming rum punch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that tree is scarred. Wait, who's that? He runs into the tree. No one does that guy. Mm, well, that's the oldest tree in Pottersville. <laughs> you know what I've always wanted to do? Yeah. I always wanted to do, uh, I talked to Dane about this because he does a brilliant, uh, Dana Carvey, he does a brilliant uh, Jimmy Stewart, the best one. But I just always thought it'd be really funny if, when they confront George Bailey at the Savings and Loan, and he's like, yeah. no, you, "You got it all wrong. Your your money's not here. No, no, you know." And he tells them, "Your money's yeah. in this person's house." But if instead he had been, he just said, "No, your money's not here. No, no, no. I I, I spent that money on cocaine. I, I, I went to Ensenada and I I had a four whores. That money's gone." Yeah. What was his relationship with Violet Blades? Like there was something going on. Something was going on, right? Yeah. You know, like she had to earn her keep. Well, he was the pimp. That wasn't even her name, Violet. Yeah. He was like, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna call you Violet from now on." You know, what that's I mean? Jimmy Stewart. In the real life, that's how he talked. <laughs> this why is, would, the, this is in the you, real. It's a wonderful. Why life. would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> Where's Zuzu's pedals? Zuzu, Zuzu's pedals. That's another. I'm Mr. Martini. All right, listen. Uh, I love, how about some wine? Let's do a show. Yes. Let's do a whole separate podcast yeah. where we do impressions. Uh, from famous movies, but the parts that no one cares about. <laughs> right this way, table four. Wait, what's that? When they're showing Peter Lorre his table in Casablanca. What? Yeah. There's a guy who says, this way, table four. Right. And then everyone's that. like, I didn't know that. Because everyone else knows, like, eh, play it again, Sham. You know, whatever, you know? So you love work, Conan. You love to work. You love to create. That's your I, fulfilling thing. I can't help but create. Right. Uh, You're love. a creative machine. Well, I wouldn't say machine. I'd say organism, a, a Picasso, a, <laughs> a, a Moliere. Uh, there's certain people that just create because they uh, uh, have to. Right, right. I make that noise when I'm becoming incredibly I pretentious. That's, uh, <laughs> how can I explain this to dumb people? Uh, this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Hey, I am um, a, what you call uh, a uh, uh, god among men. Um, uh, <laughs> What uh, the proletariat refer to? Uh, I don't know the word that you would want to use. Uh, corn cob eating cretin. What are your? What are? What's? What's something you want to do that a lot of people don't know, Conan? Oh wow! I love this. When you lower your tone, I feel like I must obey you. I just want to just hear what is on the inside. Yeah, this is very right now. Something going on. See, you're getting to the real stuff of it now. Aren't What's you? going on inside? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the new Barbara Walters? 
I don't know. Is there one? There's too much. It used to be one person interviewed everybody, and it was Barbara Walters. She interviewed. Then it was Oprah. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. There was when we were kids. Barbara Walters. Johnny Carson never did an interview, and then Barbara Walters said, you know, if you could be a tree, what kind of tree would you be? And people would start crying. Yeah, and people would cry (laughs) immediately. But we don't. I don't think we have that anymore. I don't know. I guess maybe what you're implying is that, uh, well, uh, I am. <laughs> yes, I think you could do that. I could do that. That's very interesting. I'll ask you a question. You are, I've been familiar with your work for yes. a very long time. You've appeared on my show thousands of times. Yes. Four of them, quite good. I will say this, you're money in the bank. You're always hilariously funny. You are more prolific, I think, than any stand-up comedian I know Every time, you used to come on our show quite often, and you would always have completely new material. And I thought, I don't think there's anyone like Jim Gaffigan oh, really? when it comes That's to just so nice. coming up with, well, it's true. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm just trying to get my dad to like me. <laughs> and maybe if I do that, maybe then he'll, he's dad, it's too late. Um, no. <laughs> no, no, they I, can still uh, look down from heaven. Uh, they, uh, or. Or. Yeah. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I feel like I love, you know, that's why I asked you about creating. I feel, you know, there's, along this journey, it's like, it is the buzz of coming up with a comic idea or like, you know, you, you know, the moments like we just had out there talking with Andy and. Right. You just did our, you just did the show. And, and that's, and that's, 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 but you get that hit every night. It's what you kind of enjoy. Like, you know, the Conan without borders, there's something I'm sure the wear and tear is not ideal. I'm sure that there's no monetary incentive. It's a strange kind of buzz that you get from doing that and fulfilling a certain intellectual curiosity. Yeah, yeah. And you can go there and you can have sex with strangers. But other than that. <laughs> or try to. I try to. Uh, Dead strangers, by yeah, the way, of course. Yeah. Well. <laughs> when you're turned down by a dead stranger, it's a new low. I almost got there with that dead person. But then they weren't interested. Uh, no, we do those travel shows. I absolutely love them. And there's no, you know, you could say like, well, what's the rational, there's not a game plan. There's not like, right. so go on, what are you doing there with the, yeah. I see what you're doing. You yeah. do enough of the corner without borders and then you pivot over to this. You're like, no, there's nothing. <laughs> there's really nothing. This is just. Yeah, people don't realize. This is it. just, yeah, people don't realize how half-assed our careers are. How well, we're just, Or that, that there's some plan. So like I've, you know, been lucky enough to appear in some movies. People are like, so you done with stand-up? I'm like, no, that's. It's not some grand plan, like, I'm just going to do stand-up for 30 years, get a certain level of skill, and then I'm tossing it away when I get some acting roles. Like that, why would someone even pursue you know what? that? I think some people do that, and those are people, and I will not name names, yeah. but people that aren't, I don't think they- ever- Bob Hope. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tear him a new one. No, I think there are people who, they get into stand-up, but it's not the dream. They're in right. stand-up, and then that gets them into movies. And then the minute they're in the world of movies, they're not interested in doing stand-up again because right, right. stand-up is really hard. You are different in that you thrive on stand-up. You're doing stand-up all the time. It's who you are. You'll be doing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, when when you've got a year left to live, in, in three years, you'll be doing yeah. it, you know? And, and I'm just putting it out there that you don't yeah. have long. No, I don't. I don't have long. And I, but, I, but I do think that that's something that you 
gravitate. You want to do that. And it is not about once I get into movies, you'll right. never see me in a club again. Because I do think that there are a lot of people who fit that bill. Yeah, I guess there are. But I, I think there's uh, there's a surprising amount of comedians that kind of have to do it. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, even when in between NBC and, and TBS, it's like you, you know, I wasn't in communication with you, but you had this itch that had to be, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, we did the was, tour. Yeah. Well, some of that was syphilis. But, like, you had, no, but you had an itch where you were. You know, there's the performing, there's the writing, yep. you know, there is the, um, it's probably very similar to a drug. Like in 20 years, they're going to be like, these addicts in the entertainment industry, addicts of approval, and they should all go into recovery. Well, I, this is, first of all, what you're bringing up is a, I think, very true, because uh, if I'm on, we just finished a two and a half week break, and at the end of the two and a half weeks, I was at the kitchen table and my wife said something very sane and normal, and I don't even know what I said, but I was like, yeah, well, yeah, cut that in half, and you get twice with them. And she said, go back to work. Yeah. And she was not, she just wasn't interested in that guy. That guy needs to live uh, at Warner Brothers, and needs to be surrounded by people who are paid to tolerate it. But, but she doesn't want me yeah, there. I mean, you. I, I've talked to Jerry Seinfeld about this, name drop, name drop. No, but Jerry is like... He's worth more than Bill Gates at this point. And he's he's still like, what about this line? Should I do this line? Should I do this? All right. If you had to choose between, would you rather be on The Masked Singer? Right. <laughs> or <laughs> do the lip sync contest uh, show where you, like the uh, highly produced lip sync show. Or... Give Trump a bath. What would you? <laughs> I'm going to go with Mass Singer. Mass Singer. I would do Mass Singer. I would have an elaborate mask, and but I would only I would only do really old songs from like the 30s, <laughs> and that so I'd come out and I'd be wearing this. Exotic, How do you even know they're singing? They're wearing a mask. I know, but I'm going to sing it, and I'm going to I'm going to have this like insane exotic mask and I'm kind of go button up your overcoat when the wind blows free take good care of yourself you belong to me holy odio eat an apple every day bow be in bed by three and then the judges will be like I think that's Taylor Swift (laughs) (laughs) but there is by the way I haven't seen The Masked Singer I probably if I watch it if I watch it I'd probably fall in love with it I haven't seen Lip Sync who does Lip Sync I don't know. I just see the clips. They're like, you're not going to believe this Let's celebrity. Let's Hello, Cool J. It's LL Cool J and Chrissy Teigen. Oh, yeah, right, right. Of course. It's, I've watched all of them. Yes. Oh. It's I don't not s- as good as Air Guitar Battle. But um, who hosts that? Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. More with Jim Gaffigan after these messages. You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, 
They also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it it down I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loudspeaking play. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed mm-hmm. the great taste. Of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm-hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. <laughs> that's one over one billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. 
That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. And we're back. How'd you enjoy the break? I am back here with Jim Gaffigan, who has blah, 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 blah. Now, what about now? What is your attitude Uh-oh. about? I like doing, how you ask questions. That's yeah. good. No one yeah. else has done that. Yet. Well, Keep going. I'm your friend. So, about doing press, how do you like? Do you do you have a publicist? Do you have the show has a publicist. We yeah, the show. And, I mean, I, I do. I have a, a publicist there in New York, and but it's not. I've been around so long. It's not like I constantly need to be drumming up. You know. Let's get some hot more ink right, on no, this Conan yeah. O'Brien guy. So I, I would say that, uh, um, but it, every now and then when we're doing something, yeah, you need to you need a publicist. Isn't it amazing as you've as you go along your career in the entertainment industry, things that seem so impressive and alluring. Once you get there, you look behind the curtain. And it is Wizard of Oz. And you're like, oh, really? I thought this would be cool. But it's not. Do you feel that way? I was backstage at an award show. And the big thing they were trying to do was reunite the three Charlie's Angels. I think it was the three original Charlie's Angels. This is when Farrah Fawcett was still alive. And so it was like Farrah Fawcett and help me out Jacqueline Smith. Jacqueline Smith and um, Kate, 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 Kate. Kate McKinnon. And Kate McKinnon. That's right. Time traveling Kate McKinnon. Uh, Kate Jackson. Kate Kate Jackson. Jackson. Very good. Kate Jackson. And so they were trying to get them going, and there was some kind of rift, and it wasn't clear that, I think it was like, well, Jacqueline Smith isn't going to go out on stage with them. And or something like that, and I, 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 but I know that there were three angels backstage, but one of them wasn't going to go out, and it wasn't, sh- it wasn't clear she was going right. to go out, and it was a big show. It was like the Emmys or something, and there yeah. was a, a lot of hubbub backstage and tension. Well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And there were, and all of a sudden. And I'm backstage, and there's a guy there with a walkie-talkie, and he just goes like, we don't know, we don't know, we just got, we don't know, yeah, she's not coming, she's not coming. And then he said, he saw Jacqueline Smith walking towards the area where they were all going to be together. And he said, I got a third angel walking. (laughs) Third angel walking. And then I heard that repeated on all the microphones. Third angel walking, third angel walking. And then you look at TV and just this gold curtain separates. The three angels come out, all arms around each other, all love, all yay. And everyone went, yay, it's the three angels. And I was thinking this almost didn't happen for no reason. And then it did this is not an accurate portrayal of the business. You know what I think is really interesting is I presented at the country, uh, the CMAs. Yeah, Country Music Awards. And um, <laughs> I'm not that knowledgeable about country music, but the sense of community in country music, I'm sure there's politics and hierarchy and stuff like that, but like everyone was there. Like their opening number had like, Dolly Parton, the inventor of the guitar. They had like everyone. <laughs> yeah, William, William H. Guitar. You know, they had, you know, Reba McIntyre. There was no drama. There was, you know, like Casey Musgraves or whatever. It was all kind of like no one was like, I'm the queen bee. It was all, everyone was there. There was a certain respect and uh, a peer 
uh, respect that that shared that I thought was really fascinating. I and then I made fun of it. Yeah. No, but then <laughs> I was really impressed. But by you know, it. I think country music is famous for they. Uh, there's like this humility. They take yeah. they take their humility seriously. And if you think about modern pop music, it's almost about not being right. <laughs> humble. It is so, like, I remember when the bragging really started occurring, I, I was like, well, this is, this is not sustainable. Like, people bragging, like, I'm the king of everything. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is going to backfire, right? And it is, it's a way in by saying I'm the best, I'm this, I'm that. And it's consistent. It's It works within... Here's how, things have, here's how things have changed. Did you ever watch the show My Super Sweet 16? I know no. it's like hasn't been on for like 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. But it was this show where there was a reality show. They would follow this 16-year-old girl who was always very wealthy, who was having her Super Sweet 16. And it would – I remember one episode started with she had a knight in shining armor ride to her high school and hand out invitations to some people oh. but not other people. You know, and yeah. people who got the invitations were crying and cheering, and people who didn't get the invitations were inconsolable. <laughs> and I was watching this, and I was thinking, if this had happened at my high school in 1980 or 1979, yeah. if I had had a knight in shining armor <laughs> yeah. ride to the school yeah. to dispense invitations to some people and not others— the knight would be killed immediately. <laughs> well, you would killed. be killed. You would then be ridiculed. I would, then be I would ridiculed. be killed. And you'd and be, so there'd be ridiculed. Two, yes, and I'd be ridiculed, <laughs> and I would be an outcast, and there'd be a dead knight in the center of the Brookline <laughs> High School courtyard. Yeah. You just didn't do that shit. And this was this whole, the culture flipped, where it's, yay, I got invited. And then at the end of the show, it always ended the same way. The girl has like a giant party. She has someone DJ or rapping at their yeah. party. But then it's always was a white brand new Land Rover or BMW SUV or Mercedes SUV with a giant red ribbon on it would be presented to her. And all of her friends were cheering as if it happened to them. And I was like, I would be, I would be shred. They would release wolves yeah. and I would be shredded. And then the car, they would take pipes to the car. They would just yeah. destroy the car oh and smash it. And then in thick Boston accents, they say, "Was your fucking car now there? Yeah. <laughs> Was your car now there, pal?" But where did you know? I, I, don't, I don't know, know what happened. Something, something. I, you know, here's what I think it is. Here's some. I believe that the big cultural shift was when Dynasty got on air. <laughs> I'm serious. I've always said materialism. It was was rewarded. Even prior to that, Dynasty is the root cause of all economic disparity in this country. <laughs> prior to then, you could be a CEO, but you wouldn't have like, you'd be like making 200 and the average worker would be making 30. Dynasty started, now CEOs get packages of $300 million. You know it's what? all tied back to Dynasty. Yes, and you know I want to tell you something else that you bring up when you bring up Dynasty? And this is something that used to be ubiquitous yes. on TV. I grew up watching this on TV, and I'm mad that it hasn't happened to me in real life. Yeah. I'm going to come home tonight, yeah. and I'm going to walk through my front door, and I'm going to say hello to my wife, and my, I'll try to get my kids' attention. They'll be, you know, not ignoring me. Mm-hmm. But what I want is to walk in and say hello to my wife. And as I'm saying hi to her, I want to walk to the center of the room and there's a crystal decanter there 
and I take off the top and I pour an amber liquid, I don't even know what it is, <laughs> into a glass and I drink. And I realized that that's how I, I grew up seeing that all the time on shows like Dynasty, yeah. on Dallas, every single show, every show of the 60s, every single show yeah. people walked in and I would just come in and it's like, I would, I would just come in and go like, oh, hello, Jim, good to see you. And I would take the top off, pour an amber liquid and start drinking yeah. alcohol. It didn't matter what time of day it was. Yes. I want that. That and was that's a been, bad meeting. I need a drink. Yes, but that, I don't have that. I don't have that, and I've always wanted that. I don't know why I want it, but I, I've always wanted there to be an amber liquid. Obviously, I, I, don't, I don't drink scotch and whiskey. Yeah, now, do you drink I drink. I drink wine, and but I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, a spirit boozer. drinker. But I want to have— I mean, you're all about the edibles. I know that. <laughs> No, no, but you like, got the wrong guy. She's often, right over there, by the way. That's how my often assistant. do you, <laughs> would you say, like. I don't, I never do drugs. In college, I never did, did drugs. you ever, did you ever get drunk? You must have I been drunk I didn't drink before. at all until I was 26. Really? And I worked on the Harvard Lampoon, which is basically an organization founded by and for alcoholics. I mean, everybody yeah, was a hardcore. Yeah, by the way, I mean, you're obviously much older and you look much older than me. But <laughs> I, um, <laughs> on my college years, there was, there, it was all about overconsumption of yeah. alcohol. But that's true. So of, it, that's still true, I think, for a lot of causes. I never drank. I don't think it is. No, you don't think so? You don't I think don't they think drink it anymore? Is. Sona, I think I think it's, Sona. Do you think they're still drinking a lot in college? I'm going to agree with Jim. I don't think that people drink the way they used to to the yeah. point of where it, when they used to go unconscious. I think younger I think, people are smarter. Yeah, I think there's they're also, getting high a lot. You know what? More. There's also more. Yes, uh, yeah. there's more uh, options. You know, I think it used to be uh, get drunk or don't get drunk, and now there's just so many other options. And it was also, I think, it was. Like getting blackout drunk, maybe this is me rationalizing. Getting blackout drunk was not a source of embarrassment. It was like, uh oh, <laughs> oh well, you know. And today people would be like, you should go to rehab. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I right. think like when I was in college, people were like, yeah, that was a good weekend. But I think now it's like, no, that's you're dealing with issues that you should. <laughs> That kind of thing. Whenever you do an impression mm -hmm. of someone uh, telling the truth, they, yeah. their voice gets very quiet. I try not to do that. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. No, it's, now it's gone completely. <laughs> you, uh, I don't know. I can't speak to what the kids are up to yeah. on their college campuses with their raccoon coats and their Stutz Bearcats and their <laughs> right. uh, kids prohibition liquor, uh, playing those yeah. bongos. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But oh I'm surprised. God. Do you uh, – I also don't smoke, but yeah. I wish I had a, a really cool cigarette case. A flat cigarette case, and I wish that I could smoke, but none of the smoke would go into my lungs. Nine, I wish they made a nine, uh, Neither of your sense? parents yeah, drank or smoked? No. I, drew, I grew up in a completely dry home. Smoking? No, they didn't no smoke smoking. Either? No, my dad's a doctor. No smoking. Wow. No smoking, no drinking. No discussions I, of sex, no photos of sex. No, no nudity. Did anyone raise their voice? Uh, that would be— You, it could, was, you but, could raise your voice if you were being funny, but you couldn't say, hey, what the fuck? What was that all about? You right. you didn't confront anybody about anything. What you did was uh, sort of look at them in a caustic way and then go and find other people and talk shit about that person. Right. 
But you didn't confront people. You weren't honest about your emotions. And your grandparents. We don't know. No, my, my grandparents? No, they did not drink. My grandparents they did didn't not. Drink. No. Well, you know what's interesting? You know, because I came from this culture that was so afraid of alcoholism for good reason. That yeah. They just decided, eh, let's just not have that. Well, you know, supposedly in Ireland, the percentage of people that consume alcohol is smallest in all of Europe, but the people that do drink, drink a lot. Yeah. There's so, only four people in Ireland. There's only that four drink, people, that but drink. they drink so much. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think it's true. It's a it's a genetic problem. Yeah, no, it's there. And also, I think there's a lot of mental illness in Ireland, and that's why you self medicate. Yeah. Do you drink? I drink occasionally. I can't drink like I used to. I mean, I still drink through my mouth. <laughs> it just comes out of me. I just can't help it. How does he do it? I don't know. I don't know how I do it. No, but I, um, I go through. You know, like you know, like I was saying on the show tonight. It's like I'm a fat guy, and I wasn't like when I first started doing uh, your show. I was not a fat guy, and so like there is like I feel like I you know I medicate with food. And, you know, obviously, you know, some of it is why I'm gaining weight is I don't want to just be known as a piece of sexy ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I you, want don't want, you don't want people coming on to you all the time. Right. I don't need that. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, my gosh, can I just touch you? You know, <laughs> stuff like that, which I still get. I mean, they don't say it out loud. <laughs> you and I are in that rare club yes. of men that are objectified by women and women feel comfortable putting their hands on us. Right. On our fronts and our backs. And um, our unnerds. Yeah. And they they want well, Sonia, you've been around me when I'm when when women are around and they just lose it. They right? just lose it. Uh no. That does not happen. I'm so sorry. Was I supposed to play along? No. That does not happen. No, ever. you're supposed to tell the truth. I mean oh. when I, I have often and and this is the thing. And few people know what this is like. Mm-hmm. Jim knows. <laughs> I know. Jim knows, and I know. And so I can't explain it to you, yeah. but men want to be us. Women want to be with us. Right. Some men or want- uh, Some women so badly want to be with me, they will, they'll look at me and they'll walk away. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they'll start jogging or sprinting. Right. I have that. I have that. That's the common reaction I get. I've had women, like, I was dating a woman who was so into me. She was so into me, she had to break up and start dating women. She was so into me. Right. Do you know what I mean? I but get like, it. That's I just, get it. This is what we. That's just a charisma thing. And I said, hey, can we just hang out? And she was so nervous and flustered. She started laughing. And she started saying, you're gross, which obviously she didn't mean. Right. And, you know, it was just like, because I'm a feminist. So I understood right. that, you, you know. You know what it is. She didn't want to fly too close to the sun. <laughs> she didn't. She did not want her wax wings to melt. So then you get, and this is what I get a lot too, is no. And this is before I got married and, and, and my attempts to hook up after I've been married. Uh, I've had women tell me, thinking about you makes me dry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which, when you think about it, is such a come on. It, well, it's great, particularly if you're like, if you just got out of the pool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And right. you want to be dry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's how they mean it, right? They, Aren't they usually saying that to you? But when you know what's interesting? It's what? like we both are, 
The self-deprecation is very, uh, very important element, isn't it? It's an effective tool to communicate self-awareness, which I think people appreciate. And it's a great way to lie, particularly when you're as well endowed. Um, I'm talking about gut. Keep your head out of the gutter. I'm endowed with a huge gut. (laughs) And... um, but a lot of people don't know gut stands for uh, good under tummy. <laughs> really? A lot of people don't know that. So when you say I'm, I've got a large gut, it means it's a large gut, a, a large area under your tummy. Like if you've seen, if you, I, I, uh, I monitor a lot of female yoga classes. <laughs> you know, just, just research, you know, because I'm big into like Buddhism. And, and they let that. you, you just sit in? <laughs> Well, not te- I mean, I'm not videotaping. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm in like you know. There's the mirror. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm on the other side of the mirror. Okay. And do the do the people that run the yoga place know that you're on the other side of the mirror? I, well, th- they rented the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's they can't tell it's me. I'm in like a Batman costume, so it's like I'm in the other room. <laughs> Just, you know, organizing my, my oils and liquids. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, and, I know exactly uh, what you're telling me about. You know. and, you're, and you're filming them. I'm filming, but you know, <laughs> did you see Boyhood? It's yeah. kind of like Boyhood. <laughs> it's like, I want people, so like, if I videotape someone and then later on I meet them, I'm like, you know, we've known each other for a while. You know, I've done that before. Right. <laughs> And they say, I don't think we've met. And then you say, no, I have Can, has hours ever, of film. Has anyone ever gotten arrested for being on a podcast? <laughs> They're trying. <laughs> They're trying. You know what? If this were being broadcast at this moment, yeah, that would be they, would, be, they would, would hear them coming up the stairs. <laughs> they'd come and they'd get us. Have you ever endorsed a presidential candidate? Uh, I don't believe I have, no. And um, do you? I do it much later on. Like I'm yeah. endorse like Lincoln. Someone Lincoln, wins. Yeah, Lincoln, <laughs> no, like years and years after it turned out to be a good idea. I think right. Truman was a good pick. He ended up being a good president. So yes, I endorse him now. I endorse Lincoln now. But I, I don't do it. I don't think. First of all, I don't think anyone cares what my opinion is. Yeah, I uh, I can confirm when it comes no to public. Okay, <laughs> but would you ever? But like, don't you think like Al Franken? You could do it. You could be a a senator, don't you think? Do you think what? Do I could could I could be a senator? I think you could. Well, I guess suppose this is as good a time as any to find out. Right? I just think to be. Aren't they just going to look at hundreds of thousands of hours of me acting like a clown and say this man can't hold office? Or does that not make any sense anymore? We passed that. I don't that. know. I don't know. It might I'll, help you. Then I'm in. I think, I think we did it. We did yeah. it. I'm very proud Remember of this. Remember the McLaughlin group? What happened to that show? You know, where did that come from? I don't know. I was just thinking about it. This kind of feels like the McLaughlin group right now. What is that? Um, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're too old to know. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was uh, a group uh, that debated... Uh, the news. It had the a lot of, of the diversity. Day. There was old white guys, and then there were some other older woman, white guys. An older white woman. <laughs> there was, there was a white woman. woman. <laughs> there was, but then there was one really old white guy. <laughs> but they were all kind of grumpy. That was what diversity was back in the day. <laughs> that was. Yeah. Different kinds of ages of white. Yeah. Was so, uh, a diverse show back you, then. You know, like, like if oh, you look at a Benetton ad from the 70s, yeah. it's all just white 
different white people. It's white people with, like, makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I was surprised today when you were like, oh, no female director got nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, this uh, is on the show. I have to uh, specify. No, you, when we were talking before, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, good, no broad got nominated." <laughs> I thought that was very, <laughs> yeah, that's how I, I talk. That was strange. You were like, "Oh, good, no broad. They should yeah. be back and in then the I, kitchen." Yeah. Then what, I, what did you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> what I meant. Is and you that, just, I was smoking my cigar. Yeah. And you told me that no broads got nominated. I, I said no broads got nominated. And I went, no broads got nominated. I, this is a terrible slander, what you're saying yes. right now. Uh, I, um, that's very far from my character, and I think you know it, and I think you should apologize. I, 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 you know what? I'll, con- I'll contemplate it. How about those people that can apologize? You can apologize, right? Uh, um, yeah. this, 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 remember that was this thing in shows, like with like, the guy. I, um, I apologize. Do you know when people like? I think the Fonz couldn't. Apologize. Oh, the Fonz, he couldn't say he was. I think he couldn't say. Yeah, couldn't. He couldn't say he was wrong. The Fonz, yeah. right? Um, or, I'm, or I'm sorry. He couldn't. He couldn't do it. He was too. His cool. office was the men's room. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He today. obviously was selling blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a guy selling blowjobs? <laughs> well, that's a fantastic. What a. Optim- that's a small business. Small town business, right? Uh-huh. That's part of. The American Express Small Business uh, Weekend. You're, uh, you're, you are have five children. I know. Can you believe that? And you're one of six. I'm one of six. Because I'm one of six. What number are you? I'm third. I'm the youngest. And six. then uh, my wife. I just at first I thought from I, Seattle. From Seattle. I thought there was maybe. I just didn't know. We didn't yeah. talk about it. I just thought. And then uh, after after we had two, she she said, "You're never to touch me again." And uh, that's that's I've that's code for don't touch me again. That's yeah. <laughs> that's double talk. That's double speak. Yeah, but so do you? Would you? Obviously, it's a negotiation, and we're all frightened of women. But what? <laughs> <laughs> Would you have wanted more children? I'm happy. I'm very, I love my kids. Uh, shocker. I okay, love my children. We'll we'll run that. Now answer the question, honestly. <laughs> um, no, but like, I like what about your one. siblings? Uh, did they, any of them have No one five had that many kids. kids. No, nobody did no. that. Well, nobody, because no. you're not supposed to, right? Uh, well, but you did. I did. I did. Five. And these children are killing me. They're slowly <laughs> draining the life from me. And it sounds I like that. When I pass away in like a week, by the way, I'm in a week. I'm like, mm. yeah. Um, that they'll listen to this and know that it was their fault. <laughs> I've always wanted to be found by when I die. People say, "Do you want to be cremated or do you yeah. want to be?" And I've always wanted to be put in a field and found. So, <laughs> you know, because I just thought that would be so dramatic. That would be so funny. Like you die and your one request is like you'd want to be like found in a field. Like so some innocent person's yes. jogging. Yes. That's so horrible. No, and I want, I have asked Sona to take care of Sona. I've said two things. Don't let them bury me in L.A. Yeah, right? yeah you have. And you have. Uh, And I also want to be. Dragged out into a field so that someone discovers me, and then detectives are standing over me oh, that's and so doing funny. that. I've always wanted that. That's so funny. I want to be found because that's going to be a real shock to whoever finds me. Right, and then I will live on through well, that the good person's thing shock. Is, is when you're as pale as us. You and it's, I are very pale. We already kind of look, we're like the dead look is going to be the same as what we look like right now. 
<laughs> most it's times, like, oh my god, the blood! Oh no, that's just Jim most times. Coleman. Yeah, you most times. I mean? Most times, I uh, have a, like a long nap. When I wake up, they're trying to embalm me. Right. They're, they're, <laughs> they're they're trying to embalm me, and they're picking out. And I'm like, no, it was a nap. It was a nap. You and I, we joke about this a lot. We are shockingly white. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah. it's just, you know, it's a curse. It is. There's no good. There's no good to being like we're not supposed to be on this planet. No, no, and we're I, not. Or in daylight. You no, know what I mean, no. My uh, dermatologist. What about your years, kids? Are your kids pale? They have. I don't know. We're any redheads or no? No, no redheads. But my they have uh, so, my wife's skin, which is a little my, and then darker. Whoever she a little had sex darker. with. <laughs> How dare you! Uh, he laughed so hard. He laughed so hard. The, he, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Gaffigan just laid himself laugh so hard that his headphones flew off. It, it they flew got off. shot in the head. So, it looked you know, like this intruder film. That was insane. You, you want to know, know how Jim Gav, how fat Jim Gaffigan is? His headphones didn't fit. Like they literally had to get the extender. That's not that rare to have to have this extender on my headphones. It's not an extender. It's, it's we. You glued three pairs we together. T- we, we took six headphones <laughs> and we good. cut out sections and we glued them all together. And then I added my belt. But I, you know what? You look good. I think you look good. I think I you're fine. But thanks. That's all right. Um, so yeah, no, the paleness thing is not great. Yeah, I wish I had. Uh, I wish I was a a very dark skinned Spanish man. Yeah. 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 And I wish I worked in like a small but respected tapas place. Really? Yeah. Like and but it's not super popular, so I don't have to work that hard, but it's respected. Right. You know, but the thing about tapas, you know, let's hey, we're two pale people. Let's talk about tapas. <laughs> you know, and I have shows in Spain coming up and oh, I love I know. performing. We in all Spain. we all know. Um is the tapas they're kinda out all day. Yes. I'm not a fan of that. No. Like they make them all around 10 a.m. And then you're like, you're like, hey, didn't I see those <laughs> six hours ago? And they're like, yeah. And you're like, I don't want that. I don't want that. How so. many times are you going back to the same topic? <laughs> well, I do. At 10 a.m. I go to a yeah. lot of them. It's just clear now. I'm just doing the reconstructive surgery on this story. Yeah. You were at the Tapas place at 10. You went you know, back at 12. No, but then it's, you were like, back it's just out there. Like, no sneeze guard. You know, it's, come on. I don't want that. You just say it's flan. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like that. A lot of ham on over in España, but yeah, a lot of ham on. Have you done a Conan Without Borders in España? No, no. We uh, we're we're going to. We'll we do have it plans together. to do it. Would you like to do a Conan well, Without you know, Borders? I'm Spanish, with me? so you might as well take me. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, I'm part Spanish. Uh, that's not true. Well, I like Spanish rice. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's just an absurd conversation. <laughs> uh, I think we've, you know, uh, I know, oh, you have a, you're one of the first guests to say, I got to go. I, I can do an hour and then I got to go. I Where do a, you got to go? I've got a movie premiere. It's uh, called Troop Zero. Oh. I'm working with uh, two fantastic young up-and-comers. One of them's called Viola Davis. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. And Alice and Janney. I wow. think they've got some problems. Incredible talent. And uh, McKenna Grace, mm-hmm. who's... Uh, uh, has more success by the age of 13 than I ever will achieve in my career. <laughs> and uh, a bunch of other kids. But it's a great movie. It's about oddballs that kind of find their way. 
to be themselves. You're getting quiet again. Earlier you were saying that, um, before we started taping, you were saying that you think that women shouldn't work. What did you mean by that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know me and my beliefs. I have very strong beliefs. Uh, Or if they're working, it should be work in the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) My God. (laughs) You know what I love? You're the, the rule of improv is to say yes and. So I love that you just lay out horrible things that I said. I'm going to blame it on my monster energy drink. I've had three of (laughs) And then it's my job to go yes and. So earlier you said you, uh, you killed a bunch of teenagers back in the late 80s. What did you mean by that? <laughs> well, yes, and they tried to escape, but I didn't let them. And now they're in a well. <laughs> you're a monster. I am a monster. Um, well, this, you're a good guy. This has been fun. I'm glad you had a good time. Hopefully uh, this is, uh, you know, I guess I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I think. What do you guys think? You think uh, we got a good one here? I, I think it's great. I haven't had that much fun in a long time. Oh, thanks. Well, you have a sound. I don't believe him, but go on. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, take it back. You, uh, you're a very funny man. Thank you. You're very talented, and uh, I've known you for a very long time, and I always like uh, to see how your brain works. You're oh, a very uh, unusual fellow. Oh, well, thank you. And I mean that in the nicest way. Thank you. And I won't tell anyone how much you disrespect women. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for keeping that under your hat. It's really only funny because it would never be true. Uh, right? Right, right, Sona? Uh, what's that? Wait, yeah. what? I'm sorry, what? Were you looking at your phone? I was. I was checking to see what time it was. No, you would never disrespect women. Except yeah. unless they were doing a podcast looking at their phone. Yeah, except unless they're your assistant. Then she was playing yeah. solitaire, too. <laughs> <laughs> Remember solitaire? God yeah. bless you, Jim Kelly. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. So, no, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there, California. (laughs) California, Sona. No matter where you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So, Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching, you can go hiking in Yosemite, and then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want, they got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it? But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. CarShield. Mm. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. 
it's so nice to have that protection of car shield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think car shield. Car shield plans provide protection on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call car shield and choose the mechanic to do the work. Car shield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield. I do. And you know, I you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So Car Shield it would definitely come in. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me, Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice to protect yourself from the sky high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com slash Conan. Save twenty percent today. Again, that's carshield.com slash Conan to save twenty percent. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. You know, as we do this podcast, uh, I think people are really getting to know you, Sona. Yeah. yeah I and think it's, so. it's nice. I think they're getting to know the real you. Um, so every now and then I like to bring people up to date on what it's like to be around you, particularly your family. Yes. Uh, so just... Literally uh, three days ago, I'm with someone and we're running an errand and we're in sort of the Koreatown area of Los mm -hmm. Angeles. Yes. I'll tell you what the errand is. I had to go and get some eyeglasses. So we went to this store that we like in Koreatown and I go inside and you were making sure that my car was in the right spot in the lot. You said, I'll be right in. So I came in and then you came in and you were looking at your phone and you were all flustered. And I said, what happened? You said, someone tried to break into our house. And this is your new house that you and your husband, Tack, bought. You've kind of partially moved in, but not all the way. And you said, someone tried to break in. And I said, oh my God, that's terrible. And the person who's selling us the frames was like, that's terrible. So we both drop what we're doing. We make it all about you. What's going on? You're like, someone tried to break in. Someone tried to smash the door. We're like, oh my God, that's awful. And then you suddenly, you, you're saying, your phone just lights up. And it's your dad. He's headed over there. He's headed over there right now. Someone immediately. Tried, immediately. Then your uncle who? No, my uh, tax stepdad. Tax stepdad. Dropped everything. Dropped and everything. Went to the house. Suddenly, people are quitting their jobs. Call the sheriff. Yeah, Armenians within a 600-mile radius <laughs> are all dropping whatever they're doing. Like an Armenian surgeon stopped midway through heart replacement surgery, dropped his scalpel, and said, someone tried to break into Sona and Tack's house and ran out of the emergency room. Yeah. The patient yeah. did not make it. And, um, <laughs> you know, planes are landing. Uh, just madness. It's crazy. Absolute madness. And, and, and your phone just keeps lighting up. So suddenly it's not about me buying my glasses, which is appropriate. This is much more important. You're really rattled. Then you say like, oh, my husband, my husband just called. He says, I'm buying a gun. And I said, what? And he said, if people are smashing into our house, I'm buying a gun. And I'm shouting to your husband, who I love, by the way, and who's a sensible man. Yes. I, I shout to him over the, like, Tack, you're not getting a gun. Yeah. And he's shouting back, I'm going to get a gun. I want a shotgun. I've got to protect my family. So all of this is happening. Craziness. Absolute craziness. Eventually, I buy my sunglass, or sunglass and eyeglass frames and, um, you know, pay for it. And we leave. And I would say now about like 40 minutes has gone by. And we are getting into my car and we get in the car and I'm in the driver's seat and you're in the passenger side. And I go like, so Sona, what, what about your house? I mean, what about your house? And you went... 
No one tried to break in. What? And I said, what? And she said, no, I'm pretty sure no one tried to break in. And I went, what? And she said, well, someone took, uh, so, someone came by who was like going to clean the house and thought that someone was going to break in. Um, but I don't think so. I think maybe just someone had a little trouble getting the key in. And then you proceed. I said, what do you mean? What does the door look like? And she said, well, here's a picture that like my husband took of it. And you show me a picture and it's a completely normal looking <laughs> door handle. Uh, what? The completely normal, listen to this, Gourley, a completely normal looking door handle with key. And you know the way sometimes we go to put our key in and occasionally the key slightly misses the slot yeah. and makes a little tiny bit of a scratch <laughs> on, next to the keyhole. There's three of those on either side of this door handle that's from the 1960s. So of course, it's actually the nicest looking door handle I've seen in fucking memory. Were those scratches already there? And you just yes, didn't know? Yes, yes, they were. And oh. so it went from, yeah, no, and I said, no. Not only did no one try to break in, I think someone jumped your hedge, came up and polished your door handle. <laughs> that's what I think happened. And meanwhile, there are 45 Los Angeles Armenians yes. crawling around the house. Shotguns are being purchased. Lambs are being butchered for no reason Come and on. cooked. They've already printed shirts that say Team Soda. Yeah, exactly. They started a GoFundMe yeah. for, yeah. for, for 15, missing items. 15 that. strangers in the neighborhood were wrestled to the ground and imprisoned in a wooden cage. What the hell? It got, it escalated very quickly and then de-escalated just as quickly. I love it. It went from, oh my God, madness, missiles are being launched, to me getting in the car and, and wanting to be supportive and saying, almost like, Sona, do you need me to, I'll drive over there with you if you don't feel, you know, immediately to, oh, no one broke in. Do you like that you have that at your disposal or is that a burden? Uh, I want, I should say I don't like it, but I, I love yeah. it. I she has love, an army. She has an yeah. army at her command. Yeah. Cause my, you know, most people would have to be, I have to leave. I have to go to my house. But instead I was like, let me just call one of 30 people that could go to our house right a now. Nail to call, check on a it. nail call. Uh -huh. Yeah. First yeah. of all, you, all you have to do is call your dad yes, or your mom. And suddenly uh, people you don't even know yes. are being alerted. People who are in the middle of a mustache waxing uh, are are being awakened from a deep sleep in their barber's chair, and they're getting on a pony and riding over to your house. It's crazy. They all have watches that have a signal that go off. Yeah, I was getting texts from people I I haven't been affiliated with who are just talking to my mom, and they were like, "I heard about your house." Oh. It was so stupid. Uh, but yeah, the house is fine. Best yeah. looking, by the way, best looking doorknob and keyhole I've seen in my life. Very lovely. <laughs> very, very lovely. You can see your reflection in it. Yeah. Hasn't absolute, been... absolute madness. But it does make me think, I mean, the f you have such power. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can summon. It feels good. The way Aquaman yeah. can just, he can just think and uh, about f his different animal friends, and suddenly all these fish are coming from all over the. Uh, you can just <laughs> send out this signal. You have like a trident, yeah. yeah. And uh, eight hundred people 
will come running. You're like a it, white walker that can just raise the dead. And yeah. yeah, but it's the, it's the Armenian way. I think I would do it if somebody else needed it. I would, I would, if someone texted me and said, I need to leave, I would drop everything and completely just leave without oh. telling you anything. So you don't put the job first? <laughs> okay. That's the funniest thing you've said. <laughs> put the job first. Yeah, I know. No, come on. You know that. Yeah, I no, know. I mean, you know, you know, I, I you like have my your job. Priori- I love my job. You have your priorities in order. Yeah. Yeah, like you if, do. If you somebody do. needs, you know, if an Armenian out there needs help, text me and I'll be right there. <laughs> and that just goes to any listener throughout <laughs> any, the world. Yeah. Any listener. If, you know, and, and, including and all also, of Armenia. Yeah, also anyone in Armenia, if you're in Yerevan right now uh, and you need uh, help immediately with something, just get a hold of uh, Sona and she will be, drop what she's doing yep, I'll be and there. she will fly mm-hmm. to Yerevan. You know what? Yerevan. Same goes for me, Armenians. Hey. I, I got your back. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. You got it. Oh, man. You'd fit right in in Armenia. <laughs> <laughs> you... <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. I've been there. It would be yeah. hilarious. Actually, I stuck out sort of ridiculously in yes. Armenia. No yeah. kidding. Thank you. <laughs> Just they were very happy to see director Ron Howard. <laughs> happy homecoming. Yeah. Thank you. And remember, that is a real offer out there. If you're Armenian and you need help, contact Sona and she'll be there in 20 minutes no matter where you are <laughs> in the world. Yes. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Becton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It too could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.